honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Timberwolves fans, are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show and joining me once again today. Another Friday morning talking Timberwolves basketball. Episode 297, we are creeping up, and I mean creeping up, on episode number 300. Is there going to be a major celebration about it? Probably not, but it's going to be cool to have number 300 at the very least. It's a, it's a, it's a big number, it's been a while, you know, this and that. I probably could have had 500 if I really wanted to. It's just a matter of keeping up during the, <laughs> keeping up with a busy schedule. But at least I can have a weekly show, keeping up with the Timberwolves, and of course the frustrations <clears throat> of the losing over the many, many years. One playoff appearance in the 12 and a half years I've been doing this show, actually 13 years, uh, since uh, <laughs> August 2008. Pretty crazy. Ricky Rubio is tired of losing. He's questioning the direction of the franchise. Like, what exactly are we doing here? I kind of agree. I, I kind of agree. I'm I am not sure Gerson Rosas is the answer. I'm not really sure. Um, obviously, things didn't... Uh, Things haven't gone over well with the whole firing of Ryan Saunders and the way the Wolves went about it, kind of back-channel behind the scenes. It's okay to go back-channel, but in the middle of the year, it's like one of those no-nos and all that. We've heard about that on many shows locally and nationally the past week and a half since uh, Chris Finch was hired. Sounds like a really cool guy. I actually like uh, I actually like the sternness of his most recent press conference after that Charlotte Hornets debacle, which is the best way to call it. Uh, yeah, Charlotte Hornets, they still exist or they re-exist. It's a great day to buy a stock because it tumbled when I bought it. Uh, so, yay. Uh, it, it tumbled, the price tumbled so I could buy it at a cheaper price and then it kept tumbling. So, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you know how you buy a stock and it goes up, you sell it, and then it tumbles a bit so you can get more shares, that kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to do right now in the background. But, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. That's kind of how the wolves have been. Mostly just tumbling. Anytime they go up, they tumble right afterward. And I'm not trying to be sarcastic and trying to be rude. It's just the way it is. We have three games to review, one game to preview. One. I'm going to keep doing the show. I'm not going to just take a week off and then cram everything together next time around and try to rush through the show. Might as well just keep it coming and they can just, you know, there's always something else to talk about to fill in things if I want to do an hour or if it's a shorter show slightly, it's a shorter show slightly. It probably won't be that much shorter one way or another. There's always something to talk about. Or just extended Wolves conversation, this and that. Let's get to the three games if we feel like it. I don't know. I mean, 135-102 to Charlotte. That's just like enough for me right there. To kind of That kind of sums it all up. But okay, we lost to the Washington Wizards on the 27th of February and the Phoenix Suns. Not a big surprise there on 28th of February to wrap up the month. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was our record in February anyway? It's just like, it's like 2-99. and 99. That's what it felt like. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, we got two wins. We did get two wins. Two wins in February. Three, six, ten, uh, fifteen. We were two and fifteen in February. It's a bit stellar. Stellar. Yeah, well, two and fifteen in February. I'm not making light of it. It sucks. It sucks. Two, uh, seven and twenty-seven overall. Chris Finch over five, and they haven't been that good. There were a couple of semi-competitive games leading up to Ryan Saunders firing. There were there were some good games there. And ever since then, it's just been like, uh, well, um, don't buy this stock. It's uh, it's losing billions of dollars a year, so don't buy it. And then after that news came out, it's like, you know, stock price dropped from $22 to about, uh, you know, $7 or something. That's what it feels like right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's good that Ricky Rubio is willing to call players, uh, call his teammates out, or generally speaking, call the organization out a bit and such. But at the same time, people might look at it and like, what have, what have you done lately? I mean, you've done a whole lot. It hasn't been a good year for Ricky Rubio. And games like this in Washington kind of add it up. Only six points, a couple of assists. That's just, you know, wahoo, wahoo, seriously. Nas Reed and Jalen Noel were awesome off the bench. 17 for Nas, 15 for Jalen Noel. It's just another one of those games where pretty much the whole time you didn't really 
you didn't really have a whole lot of confidence the Wolves were going to win. Just early in the third quarter, the Wolves kind of got things going a tiny bit, just for a tiny bit. And then the usual epic collapse moving from moving from the third quarter into the fourth. It's just the same old thing. It wasn't the last second collapse. It was just a collapse. It was just another bleep the third quarter type of situation. You know those last the last like five or six years where people on Facebook pages and Twitter comments say F the third quarter because the Wolves end up losing by like, you know, 20 points in the third quarter or 15. This one was 44 to 29 after a fairly competitive game leading things off. It just was the same old thing. And then the fourth quarter was just back and forth. And there was a classic garbage time most of the way. Bradley Beal had another epic, you know, performance. 34 points. Just like he killed us last time around with 40-ish. I don't know. Washington is not even that good. You know, they're really not. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he had a triple-double. Yay. And, they, you know, in their, what are they, 13 and 18? Yeah, go ahead and average your triple-double. I mean, see, just see what it really means at the end of the day. It's just empty stats. When you think about it, of course, it wasn't empty stats against us, but uh, it's empty stats, generally speaking. Jared Culver, Juancho Hernan Gomez getting in the game. Yay. Jaden McDaniels wasn't really visible. His minutes have dropped for, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why his minutes have dropped. I thought he was doing okay for a while there, but, uh, and it's just, you know, the Wolves aren't going to be real good with Josh Akogi back in the starting lineup. But it is what it is. There's no Malik Beasley. I mean, that's a big reason why we might be losing by a bajillion points. You have no D'Angelo Russell. You have no Malik Beasley. Regardless of how I bitch and moan and dislike D'Angelo Russell, God, I loved him so much for a while there. And then it's just, I just you know, and then reality set in. What a, just He's just another one of those guys that likes to jack up stupid shots and kind of do whatever he wants out there. But then you go from, yeah, you go from him and Malik Beasley, who is super consistent. Love Malik Beasley. To Josh Akogi and Ricky Rubio, it's just like, uh, it's just, uh, it's just... What? I mean, that's f- freaking awful. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. It, it, wow. It's great. Great. Uh, yeah, the Wolves did lose all three games. I didn't even say that, but what more is there to say? They lost all three games. I don't need to like be like, wow, we, we played three games and lost them all. Yeah, we did. We played three games and lost them all, and this one was the 27th of Feb, 128-1, to 12 it's just, you know, you just look at the, the win probability throughout these games, and it's like we're always underneath that 50%. Like, there's never really that... And then, oh, okay, we, we creeped up it for a couple seconds, and then kablooey. Right after we creep up it, it's like the worst news came out, and the stock dropped and plummeted. And like, oh, boy, that's just it's just not good. You know, the sales have been completely flat, and the company is just not going anywhere. That's pretty much what Ricky Rubio set up to the Phoenix game. Like, where, what, what, what exactly are we doing? What is the direction of this franchise? You have Anthony Edwards, you have Carl Anthony Towns, you have two number one overall picks, you know. Carl Anthony Towns didn't play particularly great in the Washington game. He had five assists, but he gave the ball back five times as well. See, you know what I mean? I mean, get the picture there. Jared Vanderbilt, nice little double-double. And Anthony Edwards, it's the same thing every night lately. I mean, he can't shoot. He just can't shoot. And I'm going to keep saying that until he proves me wrong. 3 of 11 from downtown. I, I just, I don't understand. Can we stop this? Can we stop this nonsense? How about six three-point attempts? I, I'll, I'll take my chances. Two of six or something. You know, that's somewhat of a progress, right? Three of 11. You know, you got one of 10 coming up with Charlotte. It's just ridiculous. 22 field goal attempts, 21 points. What more is there to say? Oh, and he missed both of his free throws. He got to the free throw line twice, which tells you he's just hanging out, hanging out around the perimeter. You know, you don't even have, it's like you don't even have to watch the game to be able to tell you what, what Anthony Edwards is doing. He's just hanging around the perimeter most of the time. And he's not getting calls either. Nice that he got a couple blocks in the game. Wolves actually really got some blocks in this one. <laughs> My God, 10 blocks in the game. Good job, guys. That's cool. We appreciate that. Uh, 11 three-point attempts, so no French, or made, pardon me, so no French dip for you guys, doggone it. Jalen Noel tried to get you there. He was one of the only guys actually shooting well from downtown. Oh, yeah. Wow. Just three of 11. Just why? Why? Why does it take 11 attempts to get to three makes? Oh, it's pathetic. I mean, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. And even Carl Anthony Towns, 7 of 19, he struggled throughout the whole game. Doesn't look like he's all that into it. I I know he's got this on his mind. He's got that on his mind. It is what it is. I'm not going to bash on the guy for that, but it still sucks. As a fan, it still sucks. You're still, you know, paying Comcast slash Xfinity or whoever the heck your provider is. 
or you're cheating and streaming. Shame on you. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yes, I do it the honest way because I just want to watch it on TV. I just want to watch it on TV. I don't want to risk the internet going in and out and driving me nuts. I just want to watch clear uh, basketball, hockey, whatever. You're paying for it, and you're not getting the best effort. It's kind of frustrating. Phoenix. Wolves head to Phoenix. Yay. Phoenix is actually second place in their division right now. Actually, they're first. Okay, they just passed somebody after the win. Last night they passed the... Uh, I don't even remember who it was now. I think, it, yeah, it's not the Lakers. See, because I'm going to kind of dangle, dangle around with the standings and such. Philadelphia is winning the East right now. Phoenix isn't in first place. Yeah, they're in first in their division, not in the conference. Second place, thank Utah. That's where I was messed up. Yeah, yep, they're, uh, they're in great. They're ahead of the Lakers right now. We know that's probably not going to last, but they're doing good. To their credit, they're doing good. And this was just obnoxious. Uh, I'm not a big Devin Booker fan. I'm not. He's the cockiest little, ugh. And he looks like a little church boy. I don't know. He's not a church boy. Something else. He looks, yeah, he definitely doesn't look like a church boy. That would be the guy we played against Charlotte there. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, oh, yeah, he is. The, yeah, he is that. He looks like that cocky rich kid, you know, that drives you crazy. He couldn't miss anything, at least until the fourth quarter. Then he, then he only got two more points. That was the funny part. He had 41 points through three quarters. He was just making everything. He wasn't making three-pointers or anything, but it was every single mid-range shot, every single little floater, you know, those little baseline teardrops. He was making everything, and it was like, ugh, he was killing us. Uh, Looked really good out there, obviously. Got to the free throw line, made all but one, 12 of 13. He killed us, and he's he's the main reason we lost. But another guy I thought played really well, and would not, I mean, I'd love to have him on our team, but of course, it's going to cost something. He's another number one overall pick, but... Not really appropriate of a number one overall pick. I think he should have been a third or fourth, especially when you consider who went in that draft. If you're talking about Trey Young and uh, Luka Doncic, those guys should have went one, two, and then maybe eight and third. I, I like DeAndre Ayton, though. I like what he provides. I like big men. I mean, he was making everything, too. He was another reason why the Wolves just couldn't even compete in this game. It was ridiculous. I mean, we couldn't even compete. Anytime he thought we were kind of, okay, maybe we can get something. No. It was, uh, well, it was like Coach Pringles. We need to get some stops. <laughs> it's funny to think they only had 118 because they, they didn't shoot well. The Suns did not shoot well from downtown most of the game. They struggled. It was bounce, bounce, bounce. They didn't shoot well from downtown, but their mid-range shots were just going in and in and in and in and in and in. DeAndre Ayton getting close to the basket. 9 of 11 was an inside job. Uh, it was awesome. Um <laughs> He was, he was good. Uh, he needs to block more shots. That's my only complaint. He's long, athletic. He needs to block more shots. That's my only complaint about DeAndre Ayton. Otherwise, very solid. Very solid. And Chris Call is a killer. He'll kill you with his passing skills. He'll kill you with his clutch shots. He only attempted eight in the game. Still mounted with a solid performance. Cameron Johnson's been dropping off a bit. I've been a fan of his. He's, he's dropped off. He's young. It's only, what, his second, third year in the league. So we'll see what happens. Still got some time to develop. I believe it's just his second year. Um, Phoenix looks real good. I don't think they're going to win anything, though. That's just my opinion. I mean, once they start playing the big boys, like the Lakers, the Jazz, and I will put the Jazz in the conversation for now, uh, though I kind of agree with Vince Germano. You're actually going to hear from him leading off, uh, <laughs> to, to, to his surprise, you're going to hear him leading off uh, fan interaction later on. Got a clip from the most recent Courtside podcast. I just love what he said. Loved it. I can't disagree with it at all. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things, but it's something I've been, you know, touting on this show for a while. Uh, but no, we just, we couldn't stop these guys. It was just the same old thing. I don't know. What more is there to say? Edwards, two of eight from downtown. That's a little better. If we can get it down to six for now, and then when you get better at it, go ahead and green light, shoot ten threes. But you're just not there yet, young man. At least you had more points than field goal attempts. Barely. 22 field goal attempts. 8 eight of 22. 24 points. That's because he made all six of his free throws. At least he got to the free throw line. I keep doing that. Uh, Jake Lehman, I thought, played wonderfully. A nice game for Jake. And he's going to enter the starting lineup against Charlotte. And that wasn't necessarily a good game. But he's played well the past two games. Jake Lehman, I've been impressed. His, his defense is better than I thought, actually. You'd think, you know, some people would just look at him and be like, oh, he's not going to be a good defensive player. He looks like just some skinny kind of wobbly guy. Yeah, and, you know, but he's actually pretty good, pretty solid defender. He's, he's a team defender, but he's not bad at it, actually. He's not bad. Uh, Josh Akogi, same old, same old stuff. 
Yeah, he sucks. I don't know. I'm sorry. Is it okay? Offensively, he sucks. Uh, defensively, he's good. Offensively, I can't take it anymore. It's just... Okogi. No. Okogi. No. Rebounded by Phoenix or whoever. Rebounded by the other team. Or you hope to God that uh, maybe Carl Anthony Towns or Jared Vanderbilt will, will rip down that offensive board and put it back in there. Whatever it is, Shachikogi missed. Over five from the floor. Uh, why is he? Why are they even setting up threes for him? <laughs> You'd think a catch-and-shoot three is high percentage. Not with Josh. There's the junkyard dog, Junior. That would be Jared Vanderbilt. He didn't have much of a game either. Just kind of invisible out there. Um, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't visible. It's was disappointing. Where Josh Okogi, it's just junkyard Josh. He can't shoot. Like, he's just got a junkyard of a shot. Uh, I don't know. He's kind of a junkyard dog type without, you know... But yet he plays in a style that he thinks he can shoot a little bit. And I, I wish he could. I wish he could. But, I don't know, Phoenix was ahead the whole game, and they just stayed ahead. That's just all it is. They shot the ball from, you know, mid-range, and it went in. They, they missed some threes, gave us some opportunities. We'd come down the floor and miss. That's kind of what kind of game that was, 99 points, only for the Wolves against the Phoenix Suns in the Valley of the Golden Sun. The Valley of the Golden Sun, yes. Wednesday, the 3rd of March, a couple of days off. It's great. We got a couple of days off, and we go to Charlotte. You know, we, we should be okay. You know, I mean, well, Charlotte's not easy. I mean, we don't go to Charlotte. We host Charlotte. Should be okay. The world should be fine. Maybe we'll, we'll squeak out a win here and uh, go into the break with a positive vibe and get Chris Finch's first win and come back and feel a little better about things. It's just a little bit. You know, obviously, it's not going to be a great season or anything, but maybe we'll have some positive vibes in the last couple in, in the last couple of months here. And uh, no, we lost by 33 to the Charlotte bleeping Hornets. Oh, my God! What the, hell, what the hell can you do? You hear this? We lost by 33 to the Charlotte bleeping Hornets. That is some bleep F-bomb. I mean, that is some serious F-bomb. Uh, I just don't want to drop an F-bomb on the show. Sorry. What, 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 what the hell is this? Like, seriously, seriously. Is there anything to say? We sucked. Jake Lehman started. Maybe that's why. I'm, I'm blaming Jake. It's Jake's fault. Because we, if Jake Lehman starts, the Wolves are even worse. No, we, we can't guard Terry Rozier. Lamelo Ball seems like a much more efficient player than... Uh, right now, is there any question? The only problem with Lamelo Ball is he turns the ball over a bit. He had ball and ball, turns the ball, stops the ball. Okay, you get the idea. Enough of that. Let's, let's just say LaMelo for now. <laughs> he had four turnovers, but, I mean, he rebounds. He's a great passer. Four or five from downtown. Okay. And, I don't know, and he couldn't shoot, I thought. I thought he couldn't shoot. I guess he can now, at least for now. We'll see how consistent he is about it. But Terry Rozier, another another de- devastating butt-kicking from Terry Rozier. He is a good player. People talking about how, you know, Terry Rozier has no business doing this or that against the Wolves. He's, he's a good player, though. I think he's a borderline all-star. That might sound crazy, but it tells you what kind of talent that the Boston Celtics had in that backcourt just a couple of years ago. And, well, unfortunately, they keep losing guys, this and that, and either to injury or just saying goodbye. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he kills the Wolves every time he plays them. He was averaging 29 points a game going into this one, and he shot very well. Couldn't make a three at all, 0 of 6, but he was solid throughout the night, especially for mid-range. He's just got a he's just got a good solid all around game. He's playing so well in Charlotte, and well, you know, more power to him, I suppose. Five steals in the game. The Hornets were forcing the Wolves into six consecutive turnovers down the court. That happened in, at a, in during a stretch. I saw four to end a game when the Wolves led by. I've mentioned this probably a hundred times on this podcast over the the twelve thirteen years I've been doing it. Twelve and a half years I've been doing it. Um. Twelve and a half years. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> the Wolves led the Houston Rockets back circa 2000, 2001. Bobby Jackson was the point guard, so it had to be like 2000, 99, 2000, because he left angrily. Uh, he hated Flip Saunders in, in the end, which is sad, but true. He did. He hated Flip Saunders. Um, that's a fact, by the way. Uh, up the court, turnover. Houston scores in the layup. Five-point game. Okay, that's fine. It's just one thing. We're still up by five. By the way, there was about 37 seconds remaining when the Wolves were up by seven. Up the court. Turnover. Wolves <laughs> Wolves up by three. Up the court. Turnover. Wolves up by one. Okay, can we just take care of the ball here? Just take care of the ball. Maybe just, you know, take, eat up the clock. Get some kind of a layup or something. Pray to God you get some kind of good, smart shot. 
No, turn the ball over again. Houston scores. Rockets win. Rockets win. Yeah, well, there. so that was the shades of that nightmare here. Though, of course, the Wolves were down by, you know, double digits and beyond. Double digits and beyond. Yeah, it was a it was a fun competitive first quarter. It was an okay second quarter, and then <laughs> and then the third quarter was demolition derby. We were actually tied at the half. Do you realize we were tied at the half? That's what kind of year this has been for the Wolves. Competitive, we're doing fine, we'll be okay, and then it's like the ground just vanishes, and you get swallowed up by the abyss. I, I don't understand it. It's like why does this team literally die? in the second half of games. I mean, they die. They, they don't just stop playing. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. It's starting to look like Kurt Rambis, man. It, it is. But no, the Wolves did turn the ball over six on six consecutive possessions in the game. That's insanity. I, and I thought four was bad. The timing of those four turnovers was the most telling, of course. We lost to the Houston Sprockets, and they weren't exactly that good at that time, if I remember correctly. They were okay. But we were up by seven points with 37 seconds left. I mean, you just don't do that. At home, by the way, I was a season ticket holder and threw a uh, <laughs> plastic bottle that was clunking down the stairs to my little perfect little spot there in the lower deck, uh, upper deck part of me, the lower part of the upper deck. Perfect, perfect timing. This, uh, I think it was Michelob or some, no, not Michelob, it was that uh, something, MGD, whatever, like a plastic, empty plastic beer bottle was going click, 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 and then the light bulb went off. Oh, yeah. I picked that thing up, and I threw it like I was Tory Hunter throwing somebody out at, at home base, uh, and I ran the hell, the hell out of there, cause, so nobody knew I threw it and saw it and stuff. I was just blown away. Yep, so I didn't lose my season tickets, and it's okay to admit it now. It's only about 19 years ago, so it's okay. <laughs> Bobby Jackson's pushing 50 now. That's just the weirdest thing. Weird. He was like 25 or something at the time. That's weird. Wolves lost by 33 to the Hornets, though. That's great. Um, Anthony Edwards, 1 of 10, like I was talking about. 1 of 10 from downtown. That's just great. 23 field goal attempts, 19 points. He made both of his free throws, meaning he attempted two. Ricky Rubio had a, probably about his best game ever as a Timberwolf. No, not really. He had five turnovers, but very efficient. Seven of 11, four of six from downtown. 20 points for Ricky Rubio. 20 points for Ricky Rubio. That's interesting. Jake Lehman's statistics, great. But I, I don't know. I'm not blaming him for this, obviously. It's the whole team. It's just what the hell happened here. McDaniel's got extended minutes, but it might have been kind of basically garbage time in the second half. And the bench stunk. The bench just stunk. Two of 16 from downtown. 27% from the floor overall. Uh, and Anthony Edwards, stop shooting the ball so much. You know, you're the number one pick, but you're not Michael Jordan. Obviously not. Obviously not. You could someday become one of those great stars if you'd like to be, you know, up there with, I won't say the names, but just think of the names. Just think of some great guards, guards, wings, whatever that maybe might not be named LeBron or Kobe, maybe one tier slightly below that. And uh, he could be a fantastic perennial all-star player, but he ain't there yet. And somebody's got a, somebody's got a tug on the reins here. Come on, Coach. Uh, coach. Uh, come on, Coach Chris. Let's go. Chris Finch. Uh, we got a tug on the reins here. I mean, it's too many. Too many. The second... I mean, is Carl Day Towns really the number two option on this offense? And he was 6-14, and he stunk most of the game. He, he finally scored his 10th point when the Wolves were already down by, like, 20-something in the third quarter. I mean, that's how bad it was. Yeah, he managed 15 rebounds. I'm glad he did that. But generally speaking, he was invisible, too. I don't know. It's like pure depression has set in with this franchise, the fan base, the players. And then Anthony Edwards is just kind of, you know, having fun at the gym, I guess. Just launching threes, I guess. You know, just, uh, you know. Having fun at Northwest Racket Swimming Health Club. I guess we call it Lifetime nowadays. But you get the idea. That's <laughs> how so far back I go. Um, 2 of 16 from downtown off the bench. <laughs> I mean, nine, 9 of 40 overall. It's just, what more is there to say? We stunk. We stunk. We lost. And Chris Finch said after the game, if I need to shorten the rotation, so be it. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I guess. It'd be a shame that some of these guys don't play, but if they're going to play like that, then yeah, go ahead and start the rotation, Mr. Finch. 
Uh, just don't do a Thibodeau here and have it like seven guys playing like 38 minutes every night. <laughs> That's kind of brutal for certain players. And, of course, we all know what will happen to D'Angelo Russell. He'll come up with something else, some other excuse, uh, whatever it is. Eh, maybe it'll be real. I don't know. Maybe he's just really injury-prone. But um, way before any type of knee injury or knee surgery, it was load management all the time. Unless th- that was an ongoing problem that he was keeping a secret for the last year and a half, which I guess anything is possible, as Garnett would say. <sighs> well, with that said, let's uh, pass out the awards, I guess. The Lone Wolf Award for this week. Who can I give it to? Who? Should I give it to Ricky Rubio for sounding off and having a halfway decent game? Should I give it to Jake Lehman for actually having a pulse? Should I give it to Carl Anthony Towns for just being the default best player on the floor? Um, should I give it to Chris Finch for saying, let's shorten the damn bench? <laughs> should I give it to Kevin Garnett for calling out uh, uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Taylor again? I don't know. I'll probably talk about that a little bit in the second uh, segment here because there's only one game to preview. Yeah, that's kind of silly. Um, you know what, guys? You are not getting a lone wolf this week. I'm getting the lone wolf, damn it, for doing the show. Yeah, Joey Awajin gets the lone wolf for doing Timberwolves Explosion. No, I'm not gonna, I don't deserve it either. Maybe I suck at this too. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Rubio was solid this week, and at least he said something, but he was that great. He was good in this particular game. Nobody's getting the lone wolf, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Where do you go from here? I mean, it's just the Wolves bench against the uh, the Hornets. Anthony Edwards shooting, you know, like 30% again the whole week. It's just kind of going to be a general thing here. I, I, I can't really narrow it down to one guy on either thing. There is no lone wolf this week, and there is no uh, individual Johnny Flynn Memorial. It's just one of those unique situations where it's so bad, there's not much more to say about it, even though I said a lot. With that, we'll take a break. We'll preview one game, and we'll talk a bit about this Garnett uh, uh, ownership nonsense. And, you know, well, he had a book come out. I haven't read it yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens to that, too. Well, we're heading to some kind of all-star break here, and what's going to happen after that? We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Only got one game to preview, and of course, we're going to talk about Kevin Garnett. Announces the end of Timberwolves' ownership bid with shot at owner Glenn Taylor. Jason Owens, Yahoo Sports. Of course, other publications, uh, you know, Star Tribune, all that, talking about it, reporting it. I'll go with the Yahoo right now, since it's right in front of me. Uh, it's easy to do that, I suppose. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Yeah, we'll talk about the Nolans Pelicans first. That'll be after the break, which is exciting stuff. At least we'll get to play again. You know, at least we still have a team. That's number one for me. We could have lost the Timberwolves back in uh, back in 94. There was, you know, always a possibility. Maybe Glenn Taylor sells to the wrong person and we're screwed. Uh, there will be a show next week. We'll review this game and preview the upcoming game. It's going to be busy. It's going to be four games coming up. So why why not do a show? That'd be stupid of me not to do one. Gianzo Russell, left leg soreness, of course, arthroscopic surgery. Zion Williamson toe injury, so no all-star game for him. We'll see what happens. That's on March the 4th. It just happened. So we'll see if he's going to be available to play for the Wolves on March 11th. Thursday, March 11th. So that's not that far away. That's only about a week away from yesterday. Nolens is 15 and 21. Put the lemon in the tomato juice, which I did again this morning. I love tomato juice, and I like putting lemon with it, especially when I think about the the city of New Orleans and Louisiana and all that. Yep, the lemons and the tomato juice. We're playing, uh, and we're in New Orleans, which is great. I like that as well. Will we play New Orleans again this year? Yes, we will. We'll visit New Orleans. No, we'll we'll host New Orleans on May the first. So the Wolves will still be playing on May the first. <laughs> we'll still be playing on May the first. <laughs> yeah, enter your joke there. Uh, Pelicans one and four in their last five. They lost by only four points to the Bucks, who haven't been playing well. One twenty nine, one twenty five. I wish we only lost by four. <laughs> okay. Lost to the Spurs by only three. A couple of narrow losses in San Antonio. 117-114. They beat the Jazz. The New Orleans Pelicans beat the Jazz. Wow. That's good. 129-124. Maybe that's why Vince Germano 
does not take the Jazz seriously. They're kind of they, you know, so far they've been the Milwaukee Bucks of the uh, of the West, where they'll have this gaudy record, and then here comes the playoffs, and uh, we'll see you next season. They lost to the Bulls two days later. You beat the Jazz and you lose to the Bulls. Okay, one twenty eight, one twenty four. Yes, Zach Levine's the MVP, the greatest player ever. We know, and we we screwed up. Yes, we know we screwed up. We know. Miami Dolphin Heat. They uh, have had injuries all season. They're just a mess. To think they won the East last year. Wrap your head around that. The Miami Heat won the East last year. No LeBron James, no Dwayne Wade, no Shaq, no Pat Riley. Well, they do have Eric Spolstra, and he's good. First Filipino NBA head coach, and he's got two rings. So that's all I got to say about that. He did a good job. Uh, they beat the uh, they beat the Pelicans by 10, 103-93 in Miami style. Defense and uh, clutch play, I guess, at the end of the day. Miami Heat would make the playoffs right now, but probably get beat by Boston in the first round, but... And, uh, it wouldn't be Boston, it'd be the Bucks. The Bucks, huh? Well, at least the Bucks hopefully could get past the first round in that situation. I would hope so. Uh, last year they lost in the second round with a great record. A couple of years ago they lost in the conference pretty handily to the Toronto Raptors. Went on to went on, went on to win it all. You might be seeing Philly or Brooklyn this year, and I wouldn't be surprised. A couple of old schoolers right there. Yes, Brooklyn Nets aren't that old school, but kind of. ABA, Philadelphia is really old school. We'll see if they go all the way this year. Um, why am I going all over the place? I'm not sure. Just because I can. Zion Williamson, well, he's had a hell of a season. He's he's up the numbers. About 26 points a game, 7 rebounds, 3.5 assists. They're just not winning games right now. Lonzo Ball, we know Vince and Stu love him. Vince Germano, Stu Benson of the Courtside Podcast, love him to death. And he's starting to get better. Field goal percentage is about 43. 3 percentage, almost 39. He's they're talking about how he can get, how he can nail those corner threes and catch and shoot. Good for him. Uh, looks like him and his brother Mello have been really working on their shot, and you know what? Good for them. Ricky Rubio, why didn't you? Seriously, uh, G. Hernan Gomez. We'll just call him G. Uh, Guillermo, uh, Guerra, Guillermo. No, it's got to be Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo Hernan Gomez. Cool name from España, of course. Seven points. He's actually doing better than uh, than than Wancho. Seven point seven rebounds. So there's his brother there, Hernan Gomez. A lot of guys have brothers. Jalen, <laughs> Jalen McDaniel's, Jaden McDaniel's. See, see what I did there, Jalen and Jaden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Nikhil Alexander Walker. That was another guy that was projected to come to the Wolves and some some ideas. And I'm like thinking, what the hell? He's okay. He, he's not that good yet. Uh, he's just developing still. Eric Bledsoe, wonderful addition. To the Pelicans, of course, big loss with Drew Holiday with the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, that type of deal. Uh, but they still got Lonzo, and Lonzo's doing better. He's doing better. He's getting assists and all that. He's not spectacular numbers. Brandon Ingram's dangerous. 24 points a game. Zion Williamson. I don't know why this team isn't winning more games. And they're going to beat the Wolves because they're just going to beat the Wolves. They just are. Uh, they even have Steven Adams. There you go. That's New Zealand right there. Tenay and Levi Wilson-Brown. Steven Adams has got to be one of their favorites, I'm sure. And I'm not trying to just uh, pigeonhole the, the fact that they're all from uh, New Zealand. It's just that, hey, he's a hell of a player. I like him. I like him. So why, why not? I uh, love what he's doing. I love what he's doing at the end of the day. It's uh, been <laughs> black pepper sauce. Huh? No, nope, it's black pepper sauce in New Orleans right now. That's what I just uh, opened here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Zion Williamson, yeah, hopefully he's able to play just for the sake of... Uh, just for the sake of being able to, you know, have some entertaining basketball, I suppose. Of course, he just pounded us all night, even though I, I, I don't see him as this dominant force, like he's going to rule the league like a Shaq, but he's putting up great numbers. He's he's already emerging like a, a true number one overall pick. Brandon Ingram, wonderful, wonderful addition, obviously, in that uh, Anthony Davis trade. You know, they, they didn't come out bad in that one, did they? Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball just shows you how expensive star players truly are in those big trades. Once in a while, when you trade away a franchise player, you don't get ripped off. Once in a while. Most of the time, you do. Uh, as much as I loved Al Jefferson in the Garnett trade back in the day with the Boston Celtics, he wasn't even close. And I, I wish he was. I kept hoping he would be, but he just wasn't. After that ACL, that was kind of, you know, he was just an above-average guy. He was an above-average player. He wasn't like a potential all-star like I thought he was going to be. Brandon Ingram, to me, all-star level. Zion Williamson, of course. Lonzo Ball's not all-star level, but he's really good. I know Vince might be seething at me saying that, but he's really good. Valuable player. I'd, I'd take him on the Wolves right now. Damn right I would. 
I take Lonzo Ball on the Timberwolves right now, and that probably made Vince smile a little bit more. Uh, I take him over his other favorite player, Ricky Rubio, any day of the week. Good on Ricky for calling out the Wolves a bit, you know? He was definitely questioning the direction of the franchise. Sorry for a little noise in the background, but that's how that goes sometimes. I had it up, and I'll, I'll get back to that in a minute, I guess, where his frustration was pretty high. It's actually cooking fish in the background. Um, <laughs> apologize if it's too loud. That's how it goes, though, in the Weizen household. Uh, I'll go with the Rubio thing really quick. I, I had it up. I thought I'd read it, but I never actually did. Uh, Rubio was saying how the team clearly needed a break. So I guess now's the time to talk about this. I do think the Wolves lose to the New Orleans Pelicans, by the way. Final score, something along the likes of... Uh, kind of debating in my head here. Well, I, I didn't even talk about their stats right now. They're fifth in league in points, so there you go. Fifth in rebounds, fourth in field goal percentage. Why aren't they better? Bad free throw shooting, 28th. And three for percentage, they're 19th. Why aren't they better? We actually beat the Pelicans 120 to 110 earlier in the year. That's weird. Why aren't they better? Why are the New Orleans better? I don't know. They're going to they're gonna beat the Wolves, though, I think. 125 to 118. It'll be a reasonably close game, and then we just won't finish the job. Uh, hoping for the best, though. We'll come back to that. They will beat the Wolves. Uh, Rubio was talking about how he's just wondering what the hell is the plan here. You know, what really is the plan here? And then, then he uh, re- made a reference to uh, Philadelphia and the process. Trust the process. He was saying... There is some evidence that it may work like what happened with Philadelphia, I guess. Trust the process. When they went like two, three years, really bad, and then they started winning. I kind of don't believe in that kind of system. Mm-hmm. So he's questioning it, yep. We have to build good habits from day one, and I don't think we are in the right way, to be honest. We are in the right way, to be honest. Yeah, it's okay the way to say it, I suppose. Um, he was saying there's a lot of things we have to figure out and correct and get better. It's more on us to compete, be in every game, start with starting with everybody. Carl, Anthony, you know, Anthony Edwards, me, got to lead out, got to lead out there. Everybody got to do a better job. Um, mostly, again, he's just frustrated with the current direction of the franchise. So, that's how things go at times. Uh, yep, it's like some fishes on the fryer here, but that's okay. That's what I was hoping in the pepper there. Uh, I'm going to have fish too later. Uh, mostly he was talking about, if you, yeah, if you do the same mistake over and over again, it means you're not learning. Learning through mistakes as a young team can happen, but then make different mistakes. I think we're doing the same mistakes over and over. Yeah, and shooting the same stupid shot that you keep freaking missing, Anthony Edwards. Yep, and the Wolves uh, have now become the uh, least successful franchise in the history of pro- pro- professional sports in the core four. We passed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just won the Super Bowl. They used to suck, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In the 70s, they sucked. In the 80s, they sucked. The early 90s, they sucked. Then they got Tony Dungy. They got better and they're competitive. And it didn't quite work out. They got very competitive, but they didn't get far enough. They wound up getting Chucky, or should we call him uh, uh, John Gruden. They won the Super Bowl right away, right after uh, <laughs> Tony Dungy left, and he won the Super Bowl with the Indianapolis Colts, to be fair, first black Super Bowl champion. And then the second Black Silver Bowl champion was two years later with Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're, cultural, uh, we're culturally fair on this show on that one. <laughs> but the Wolves are, yeah, and after that the Bucks went back to being the Suckineers. Not long after they let go of John Gruden, after a disappointing finish to a season. They've sucked ever since. The Wolves have sucked ever since uh, they had a good run with Garnett and Cliff Saunders, so to speak, uh, and all that. So frustrating situation there. Just like the noise. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I apologize if it's really loud. I do. Trying to keep quiet so he doesn't hear me saying that. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's just uh, other things we could talk about. Just more bad news. Ricky's frustrated. Wolves out of the most losing franchise in the core sports history. And now we got Garnett sounding off about Twin Taylor. He says, So, just got the news that this process is. That this process and trying to acquire the T Wolves is over for me and my group. Me and my group. Thanks, Glenn, for being yourself and what I know you to be. What whatever that means. Why he's just no good. Good luck and all the best with what we built. Well, okay, we'll continue. Garnett says crazy that some of these special players that help build these bleeping franchises, uh, like a home, 
but can never get their own. Get, get never can, can never own them. Only rent them. Garnet continued. Get the bleep out of here. It's a bleeping joke. F F them though. Your loss. Yeah. So all right. Here's the question though. Did Garnet really have enough? Uh, what is this? Is this an old one? Yeah, that was when he was talking about the snakes. That was a while ago. They were going in reference to that. Uh, and, of course, this article is thanks to uh, Jason Owens. And, of course, the other one was the Star Tribune with uh, Michael Rand. The other one, that was Ricky Rubio. Michael Rand, at the end of the day. Um, Kevin Garnett, though. Yeah. I, do I agree with Garnett here? Not really. Uh, according to Glenn Taylor, they never offered anything. They never offered anything. What was Glenn Taylor supposed to do? Just give give Garnett the team or something for free? I don't know. I mean, the team is it's just too just distracting. The team is obviously worth over a billion dollars, and Garnett never was a billionaire. So it all depends. I think he's just got a bad attitude, and he wants to sound off about something. Maybe getting more publicity for his book, which I'll read eventually. No, I'm going to read it probably fairly soon, at least bits and pieces of it. I'm not going to agree with everything he says, believe me. And there's no way I'm going to agree with everything he says. And it's not just about the basketball. It might be political, too, I'm sure. With that, we'll take a break. We'll come back for fan interaction, and hopefully it's not as noisy. take the alley or just the pass go to overtime try and win the game that way no three players one takes a three bad miss they lose I was, gonna, I was, I was trying to reverse jinx you and talk you out of that because that was going to be mine have you ever seen a stupider play in your life <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what is wrong this is what the Golden State Warriors little, it's not their fault bro. it is it is, no, no, it's, this is what. what they've caused Everyone wants to why. shoot a three. I, I'll tell this you This is why. their legacy. No, please. <laughs> Look, please. It's not going to be. It's fault. their fault. They have two of the best three-point shooters in NBA history. Yeah, and now everyone thinks they can shoot three. Every threes. other clown fucking franchise thinks they can replicate that. Exactly. Denver Nuggets, exhibit A. <laughs> they had three other people who could have made a dunk for a layup. I oh, Stu, I've never more... sworn so much at the TV. Oh. Never. The more you watch it, the more angles they show you, and they show you like the the bird's eye view and everything, and it's maddening. You're like, fucking hell! Like I could have tied the game. It actually, it actually sickened me. And if Mike Malone. <laughs> called that he should be fired immediately (laughs) i agree i agree it was so bad and there it is another free plug for the greatest podcast on earth (laughs) the courtside podcast vin frox vince germano that was the main guy you were listening to of course hosted by Wayne Hunt from Sydney, Australia, Vinrock Vince Germano, Vince Germano from Melbourne, Australia, and Stu Benson also from Sydney, Australia, two Lager fans, Stu and Vince, and Memphis fan, Mr. Wayne Hunt, of course. Oh, used to go by Hank McCoy in the past, but of course, uh, they talk about the whole NBA. They don't just talk about their teams. They talk about their teams here and there, but generally speaking, they talk about the entire league, like, of course, Denver Nuggets being stupid there. Exhibit B, the Minnesota Timberwolves when it comes to teams trying to be like the Warriors just launching threes. And, well, one take that many, play, uh, many a basketball expert has had over the years, there's only one team that's really perfected that system and won a championship. Everyone else doesn't win championships. And I think the Warriors have hurt basketball in a big way because of that. Uh, only the Warriors have won it, and everyone's trying to copy it and not being successful. And there were teams that tried to do it before the Warriors, like the, the Dallas Mavericks and other teams like that, and they were not successful. So what more is there to say? I think we're going to get to this one here. It's Washington versus Denver. 
it's uh it's just good stuff here you gotta love when they make dumb mistakes teams like that it's just you know Timberwolves style again launching threes when you could be making shots of course the Warriors do that way too much also launching threes and then they make them and then they think they're the kings of the world this and that it is it is what it is it was on the 25th of February, Washington versus Denver, already two months after Christmas. That's weird. Hard to believe. Let's see if I can dig up some more fan interaction as we move forward. The Twitter account, at TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX, and of course, Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, as we get this thing gradually loaded up here. I think there's a little bit of interaction. I don't know if there's too much this week. In and out. Uh, somebody met Jared Culver tonight, apparently. Uh, Jared Culver, go and met him. That's cool. That's cool. Did he tweet a picture out, or is it just a tweet? It's a picture. Jared Culver is doing a little peace sign and a smiley face, and the guy who uh, owns the Twitter account, Jared Culver Goat, covered up with a sunglass smiley face. So, well, glad you got to meet him, Jared Culver Goat, in case you're listening to this show. Jade McDaniel's burner, like that too. We got Levi Brown, he's, he's up. Yep, he's going to be involved here very shortly. Just want to go all the way back to the beginning so I don't miss anyone. Nicotimus joined on board. Good. Good to hear from him. I remember him from when I had the original Timberwolves Explosion account. He was at Wolves Explosion, but that one's like permanently suspended for some reason because I breathe wrong, I guess. At TWolvesEX. At TWolvesEX. Levi Brown, Tanae Brown, retweeting the show along with Vince Germano. Thank you so very much. Looks like... Yeah, no, that's it. Those are the three guys that retweeted. It's showing four. That doesn't make sense. I think Derek Felska did also. From, uh, yep, from Western Wisconsin there, of course. Minnesota native, but uh, works in Western Wisconsin as a teacher. Big fan of Brave the Wild and the Minnesota Wild, of course. Yes, he did retweet it. Time Will Tell, episode 296. Thank you, Derek, so much. Uh, Nicotimus, yep, joined on board. He realized that, yeah, oh, Locked on Golden Gophers. That's really cool. Locked on Golden Gophers follow. There must be the basketball one. with. We'll see what happens with Richard Patino. And Nate Dixon, uh, Dickinson followed. Thank you so much. Yeah, host of, oh, he's the host of Locked on Gophers. Well, that's really cool. Thank you so much for following. Maybe he's a listener, and I'll be checking that one out as well. Locked on Golden Gophers. I'm sure that's a good one. Locked on does a good job. They do all the different teams, and it's like daily or semi-daily a couple times. Nicotimus joins on board. Has been great to have you back lately, Joey. Wishing you and other mini fans get a sliver of hope sometime soon. My heart hurts for you guys, and thank you so much. Nick Timis, uh, thank you so much. I believe he's from Australia. Yes, cool. I like basketball, hip-hop, horror films, psycho rock, and Twin Peaks. That's what he says on there. I like everything but hip-hop, pretty much, in that group. Uh, psycho rock, maybe. I don't know. It sounds interesting. Twin Peaks. <laughs> horror films are pretty cool. Yep. Uh, nice to have you back, too, as well. Thank you so very much. Yeah, I mean, I've been here. I've been doing the show. It's just the, the, the Twitter account. You know, I had to create a new one, and Again, cool. Nice to have you guys on board. Thanks so much. Locked on Gophers. Golden Gophers. Thank you very much for the uh, the follow, just in case you're listening. And I will be checking that out very soon. Spinning Timberwolves Facts follow. That's cool. Followed back there as well. This is nice. You know, I really appreciate this. Getting this uh, getting this Twitter alive. And with honestly, you know, these are people that actually will interact. Some of the, when it's like a thousand, half of them are probably like not even real profiles. <laughs> That's the sad part. Danae Brown. New Zealand says it looks disjointed to me. Sometimes his release seems out of control, and yes, he's talking about Anthony Edwards, most likely. Yep, I was saying Anthony Edwards' shots just doesn't have enough arc in my mind. Yeah, it's kind of like a laser, like Garnett's early in his career. Some of those elbow shots Garnett took in his early, early days at the Wolves were lasers. And they got, they got better and better as his career progressed. And I was saying after all the bleep, after all the, after all the shit I said about Booker being one-dimensional and a little overrated, the guy can't miss. I would take him any day over D'Lo. If that was the trade, of course, Phoenix would never do it. Yeah, I, I would take Devin Booker over D'Angelo Russell, yes. Um, I don't really like the guy or anything. He looks like a, he looks like an ass to me, but I don't know. But I, I guess half the league does. D'Angelo Russell looks like an ass, too. Might be the nicest guy in the world, but he looks like an ass. <laughs> Both of them do, because they just always have that kind of that arrogant snork on their face. It doesn't, I don't know, that kind of stuff bugs me. That's just how I am. I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very sensitive about that stuff. There we go. Levi Brown says, after watching that Charlotte game, <laughs> it feels like we'll be lucky to get 10 wins this season. I know what you mean. It really does. At least the games were close with Saunders as coach. Obviously, way too soon to make any calls on Coach Finch, but the last five games except the Bulls game have been absolutely pathetic. You nailed it on the head. Like, boom, nailed it right on the head there, buddy. 
Yeah, Levi, thank you for that. You, it's, it's true. They've been absolutely pathetic, and I'm hoping for the best too. I mean, I, yep. The you know the 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 jury's out still. We'll see what happens. The jury's out still on Mr. Finch, but uh, hopefully it gets better than this soon. It's pretty scary. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. There may or may not be some interaction on this one. Sometimes from Hank McCoy and some others. I keep calling him Hank McCoy, but it's uh, it's Wayne Hunt. That was his nickname for a long time, and it threw me off for a number of years, actually, because I've been a listener, and I've listened to every single episode since... 2012, when I first started listening, the summer of 2012, with uh, the Courtside Podcast, and we both kind of became friends, Vince Germano, and of course, Wayne Hunt, and not too long after that I met Stu Benson, he didn't join the show till like five years ago or so, done a great job as well, uh, we're both very, very old, old podcasts, very old podcasts, they started in, I'm not sure if it was 2010, 2009? It's been a while, but it was a while ago. And then this show's 2008, you know, August. It's the oldest Timberwolves podcast out there, other than maybe a corporate one. There is nothing on Facebook at the moment. Yep, Wayne Hunt was saying it's about time about Ryan Saunders. We'll see what happens going forward with Mr. Chris Rich. I'm optimistic. I'm going to have to try to be, you know. Uh, at the end of the day, though, that's pretty much all I have to say for this week. Uh have a good break. Obviously, stay. Hopefully, the wolves stay healthy. No, no freak injuries. No, no sickness. Anything crazy like that. Family members stay healthy. You know, hallelujah for their for their health. You know, that's I gotta say that in for full sincerity. And all of you out there in Australia as well, you guys have uh, you know, you guys have been very fortunate in a lot of ways. But of course, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's all kinds of conversations we can get into with with uh, that topic. But I won't get into it. The COVID-19. I don't want to talk about that too much um, uh, unless it's Timberwolves related. Um, at the end of the day, again, hopefully we can get some semblance of competitive basketball, but at the same time, pray to God we don't lose that draft pick to the Golden State Warriors. That would be just our luck, wouldn't it? With the fourth pick goes to the Minnesota, I mean the Golden State Warriors yeah, goes to the Wolves for a couple seconds. It's the Warriors now. Yay! So exciting. <laughs> okay, I'll try not to leave on that note. Uh, I'm believing things will get better. Anthony Edwards will improve his shot. Ricky Rubio will uh, continue to play solid like he did against the Hornets. We'll leave it at that. With that said, take care and talk to you in a week.